welcome everybody to the Father, the Daughter, and the Holy Podcast. Join my father, Rabbi Avi Horowitz, and myself, Ayelet, as we discuss relevant and meaningful ideas and topics inspired by the weekly Torah portion. This podcast is not religiously exclusive. No matter what religion you practice, please feel free to join us as we glean timeless Torah wisdom to help us better navigate the world we live in today, or simply put, just to give us something to think about, because that's always really awesome. So let's get schmoozing. Welcome back to another episode of the Father, the Daughter, and the Holy Podcast. We're super excited to be here with you today, and we are going to be talking about the mysterious yet very much used concept of blessing. What the heck is a blessing? What does it mean? Why do we say them? (laughs) Right. Blessings. Well, so we're getting to it here at the culmination of the book of Genesis, of Bereshit, where um, Jacob actually um, is involved in doing a lot of blessing. He blesses uh, Paro, Paro, Paro um, when he meet, has a meeting with him. And he blesses his children, his grandchildren. The blessing is something that's replete all over the Bible. It's mentioned over 600 and some times. God blesses the world, right? We, in the beginning of creation, God says uh, that he blessed the world after he created it. We say it every Saturday, that God blessed the seventh day. God blessed man to go out, conquer the world, and procreate. Um, and then there seems to be um, a lot of blessing done by man after that. With Between the lines, you see God blessing, but most of the blessing is done by man after that. So basically what you have is God blessing man, man blessing man, but you also have the idea of man blessing God. We need to um, take this apart and see how many aspects of blessing we could actually analyze here today. So I guess let's start with a basic question. Let's talk about man blessing man. So does blessing mean that I'm really bestowing goodness in some way on my fellow man or my child? Or is it just an expressed nicety that can provoke good feelings? Like, I'm blessing you. That's the first question. Like, we used to have an old uh, commercial when we were young about, uh, in those days, it was, it really dates me, but um, uh, Memorex commercials when they had you don't even know what Memorex is. No. <laughs> Memorex was like a, a cassette tape. And it was trying to show how the sound on Memorex is like so true to the to the real sound. Today you could use one of these gadgets and just tape yourself and it sounds pretty real. I thought it was a medication. Yeah, no, Memorex. <laughs> like for Alzheimer's or something. So the, the, the slogan was, is it real or is it Memorex? So, so the issue is when... Um, is the blessing a real thing? We always have to ask ourselves that question when we're talking about things in general, like that are seem like very big concepts. When when we bless, are we are we are we really? Is it real? In other words, are we really accomplishing something deep and meaningful and lasting, or is it not real? Is it memorex? In other words, are we 
just going through the motions of something that's brings good feelings. So if I bless someone, I say countless amount of times to people, good morning, good afternoon, you know, Shabbat Shalom or whatever it is, have a, you know, have a happy life, good year, things like that. How, how intense should I be on my blessings? I mean, what, what am I actually saying? Is there any, is there any power to what I say or is it just like a greeting? Just like greetings, like we don't really think much of it. You can imagine that in certain intimate contexts, you would want it to be, you would hope it would be a little bit more uh, meaningful. Um, but the question is, when are those moments? And do we really have a power to create change or, or real blessing? When we say blessing, we mean some kind of a goodness that's, that's being bestowed on a person. This is, the, this is the major question. Let's also ask another question. What, what does it mean, you know, for God to bless man, assuming it's like, like in our question, it's real? So we can understand that God gives man something that actually bestows on him this goodness, and now the man has, you know, quote-unquote, more goodness, right? When it comes to man blessing a man, if a man blesses a man and says, okay, I'm blessing you, here's $5 million dollars, You've just blessed him, you can say, because you've actually given him $5 million. So we're saying that blessing in this example is just bestowing goodness on someone else? If it's real. If it's not real, then it's just a greeting. Then it's just words. If it's, in other words, if, it's, if, it's, if it would really be real between man and man, then you'd have to do something, I would imagine, right? Then we have the question of man and God. What does it mean then that man is giving God something. If, if blessing is, is to bestow blessing is to mean, it means giving, what, what does it mean that man blesses God? So this is an old question in, in uh, commentaries on, on the Torah. There's a very important lesson to be learned from, from man blessing God as to what blessing means. But before we get there, let's just talk about, like, let's expand a little bit the, the, the context of blessing and the, and the way it appears. In life and in and also in in the Bible and the Torah, um, we had an example recently when in the reading where um, the father of Jacob and Esau, Yitzchak, was going to bestow a blessing, and there was this great uh, strife that it created in the family where we ex we explained a few weeks ago, Rivka wanted her son Jacob to receive the blessing, and Esau wanted to receive the blessing. I mean, what difference does it make, really, the blessing? You know, if you if you understand that it's real, so you understand, okay, well, one's going to get end up with more stuff, and one's going to end up with less stuff. The question is, is that is that all that it means? It's like who gets more stuff? In the end, when Asav comes and is all upset that his brother has taken the blessing, so to speak. Esav says to the, his, his father Jacob, uh, to his father Yitzchak, um, do you have any more blessing? And, you know, and Yitzchak gives him a blessing. He gives him a material blessing. It's not like, really like, oh, one ends up with more than the other. Mm -hmm. So what, what does it mean that in those days when a person got the blessing, what, what would that mean? So in general in the Torah, I mean, what are the examples of blessings that you typically find? You find... And like a hierarchical thing, like fathers blessing children, kings or rulers blessing subjects, their subjects. You find the priestly roles 
meaning they uh, their job is to bless the people, right? The Kohanim bless the people. Very often you find, like in the cases of Abraham, where he is blessed by God, it's the blessing serves as a guide and a motivation to pursue a course of life. Like this is the way of blessing. So if I show you, you'll be blessed this way. So then you, that's a motivation to do that. Like we would say today, I'm good at something. I feel I uh, am more talented in certain things. So there's more blessed, we can say there's more blessing there. But again, when you're saying there's more blessing there, it's because we're we're, we're saying that I, there is more physical goodness that will come out like material goodness doing something that i'm talented at will mean that i will succeed more that i will be happy there more like what what do we mean then by the way of blessing then right so what do you think i mean what else could it mean if a person takes a blessed path right this 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 way is more blessed be blessed that guy used to say be blessed what does that mean be blessed this is what we're trying to get to there's also a very strong emphasis on the way of blessing and and the opposite the way of being cursed right there's almost like this dichotomy that's very uh, the, 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 the a line that's drawn very sharply in the torah in the torah in the bible uh, being the difference between being blessed or versus being cursed there's going to be later on in, in deuteronomy and devarim there's going to be here this is the way of blessing and this is the way of curse right to do blessing to be blessed is to be like favored by God by doing his will, that is blessing. And to go against God is to be cursed. Right? A very sharply delineated line of the difference between blessing and curse. How do you make sense of that also? Like what does that mean? So normally you'd say, well, I guess you do the right thing in life, so then you're blessed. So what are you blessed with? The way the way I see that example is with the understanding that God is the ultimate goodness. And that doing his will is goodness as well. And following in the path of God is essentially goodness. Whereas following the path away from God means that you're you're furthering yourself from goodness. So I'm not so sure if necessarily blessing ends up being some sort of physical, you know, this way of blessing means physical wealth or, or feelings of floofy wonderfulness. Mm-hmm. More than just the the ultimate connection to goodness, which is in in essence good. Mm. Okay, so I, I, that's a that's a good point. I think what we want to do here is try to is to work that out in in as much as possible with with some of the sources that we've been quoting, or you know some of the texts. For example, the priests they bless here in Israel. They bless the people. You know the, the people once a day at least, sometimes more than that. And the first opening line of the priestly blessing that's uh, mentioned in Numbers in Bamidbar is Yivarechacha Hashem V'yishmerecha, that um, God will bless you, God should bless you, and watch you. If you look at traditional commentaries, when they say what Yivarechacha means, Yivarechacha means God should give you abundance, right? even material abundance, because you should have what you need and more, right? <clears throat> but it's abundance. Mm-hmm. I, I like the I like the commentaries that believe that Vishmarecha means that he should watch you, means that within every blessing of material abundance, there is a natural inbred danger 
which is the possibility of getting lost in the abundance and thinking that the abundance itself is a means into itself, unto itself. So the blessing itself of the priestly blessing is Yivarecha Hashem V'Yishmarecha, means that God should watch you so that you will channel the usage of this blessing for a blessing. So basically what we're saying is that for something to be truly a blessing, it's not just the thing itself, but it's a, um, there's the potential blessing of certain, certain things have potential blessing in it. So it's like the, it's almost as if like it's a raw material that can, has a lot of potential in it. And then there's the hachvana, as you'd say in Hebrew, the orientation, which transforms it into the actuality of a blessing. Mm-hmm. There's the, um, the if you look if you look at the words themselves, this is something I once saw in in, in a particular commentary. Um, the word itself in Hebrew bet reish chaf barach or barach, which means which is the word for blessing. If you switch around those letters you find a lot of insight into some of the things that we're saying. First of all, the word Beirech, to bless, also has to, has to do with the word like reservoir, which means it's like, it's almost like it's a, it's a reservoir of of potential. That's what you, you ring in your mind, right? So bracha itself is something that can give potential. Like you see something, oh, this is looks blessed because look where it can go. But in and of itself, it's just... Uh, pl- you know, it's 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 what you do with it. Doesn't doesn't have a definition necessarily, but it it tends to look like blessing. Meaning in itself, there's mean in itself, it's not very valuable, but used properly, it can be very valuable. Right. Back to the example. It has valuable in the sense that you know, like a boy is born, a boy or a girl or a person, I meant to say, is born, and there's blessing, right? Now we know that that's just that's just like potential. Whereas a person can do all kinds of things in his life, but the blessing that God gives to man to procreate, kind of his with was a special blessing, you know, pru or vu, is um, is 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 this idea in and of itself, which it, it, it includes the whole gamut of development of like the, the actual raw potential of a human being. And the way a person develops himself over over life can create blessing or curse, right? It can do all kinds of things. So you have beirech, which is like you know the reservoir. Then you have bechor, bet chafresh, which is switching around, which is like again the hachvana, like the orientation of blessing. That's why we were saying that you know Esav and his brother and Yaakov were. It was so important to them the blessing, not so much because what they were going to receive, like. Oh, now I have a million dollars, but it's the it's the orientation, it's the way um, they'll be able to grow. Because if you are in, in especially in in um, in ancient world, if you were the bechor, if you were the firstborn, the firstborn is just given more and more opportunity. In other words, they're the one that takes the responsibility to lead, right? And and therefore you have. A greater um, opportunity to 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 create and to amass and to provoke uh, goodness and cre- create 
opportunities, etc. In other words, you can live more, in a sense, as a Bechor. So, so the, the, the real strife between Esau and Yaakov wasn't just about material, it wasn't, it wasn't about material goods, it was about material goods in the sense of what that means about you. It's like people think today, or people have always thought, I would say, that if you're wealthy, you're just better off. Right? There is, we, we always assume that, I'd say, that a person who's wealthy is just better off. He has more, he's more blessed, which is true, but it could also be not true. Meaning it's not by definition true, but if but it, it lends itself to more possibility. Exactly. Money is possibility. That's what it means. Mm-hmm. The reason why money gets you so excited is because you think of all the limits. I'm, of course, limited, but you feel it's like limitless potential that you can do. Because your money can make money, which can make more money, and, make, and then you have more and more opportunities to do this and to do this, and maybe consume, of course, but then the consumption, if you're really into blessing, you realize that it's not about consumption for consumption's sake, but it's consumption for something else. And as the potential keeps breeding potential, that's a, a concept of blessing. And that's really where the word blessing comes from. Blessing is abundance. Abundance of non a flow of abundance. Um, the word itself, Beirich, comes from that idea. Um, it's it's kind of like a vehicle to create abundance. So that's what the word blessing means. It doesn't it doesn't mean physical um, goodness. Period. It means physical goodness and its use to create more and more and more and more. Right, so so that that brings us back to the idea of how it means um, God blessing man and man blessing God. Our, our question was for man to bless God, what would that mean? I mean it's like I'm saying, God, oh God, you know, here's a million dollars. Like we're not. It's clearly not that. But within this larger framework, we understand that when a man blesses God, what he's basically doing is he's 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 at that later stage of development where he's saying, God, um, I bless you means I recognize that you are the source of blessing. Mm-hmm. So by recognizing that you are the source of blessing, I'm creating that rebound on my life by saying that I realize that blessing itself is not a static uh, entity. It's not a thing. It's a what you do with the thing. The same way when I say, God, you are the source of blessing, I understand that God's blessing is eternal. It's, it's uh, limitless. So when I fill my life and my understanding with, with that type of, uh, um, of, of belief, then I know that when I ask for blessing, I'm not asking for blessing, period. I'm asking for blessing that creates blessing in, a non- in an ongoing a way as as God gives untold, unlimitless blessing. Mm. So just bringing that down then to just a bit more concrete, what we're saying is an example is we're not praying or asking God to bless us with a million dollars or blessing God to bless us with a million dollars that will allow me to create another million dollars, which will allow me to create more monies and more things. It's It's continuous, continuous goodness that comes that has potential for more continuously not just like a one-stop shop kind of right give, give me that period right 
we we want to when we when we recognize that God is a source of blessing, so we're basically making ourselves into a receptacle for blessing, so that we will create blessing. That itself is a blessing. So when Hashem says to God says to Avram, "You'll be a blessing for the world." People will look at you as a blessing. That means you'll inspire the world to look at things not in a static, um, mundane, physical way that like this is it. You know, today we eat and, and we'll be merry and tomorrow we die. But it's there's a constant and ongoing uh, regeneration of things as long as people understand it that way, that it's about eternity. It's not about eating a hamburger today and then forgetting about it. It's about what this hamburger that I eat today, that I enjoy today, will give for me so that I will be able to create something else, which will allow me to create something else, because that constant um, development of, of goodness is, is really um, what, what gives us meaning. Right? It gives us the sense of that we're touching something eternal. Of course, if a person feels that it's all about if his attitude is all about, you know, making a million dollars, so he can make another million dollars and make another million dollars, that in and of itself will um, eventually dry up because it's not, there, there's something, there's something spiritual about the conquest or the, or the expansion of oneself that now, now you, you represent many millions of dollars, let's say that represents many millions of dollars of potential. But if that potential just means sinking it into something that's very here and now, eventually the person's motivation will dry up. I mean, what what does it all mean? That's where people ultimately um, fail. Mm -hmm. they They don't attach any of this to real meaning, which ultimately has to do with giving. Right. But if a person says, I want to make millions and millions of dollars so that I can help change the world for the better and, and benefit so many other people. So then that's a blessing. Because it's creating more and more of the giving that keeps giving, that keeps giving, that keeps giving. Giving to one child uh, so that they can get a good education will eventually give to their children, to their children, and so on. That was so interesting, though. You kind of just threw it in there, and I just want to bring it out. So you're saying that essentially what gives blessing meaning is giving. Blessing, giving is the blessing. In other words, the, when, when, when we say that blessing is abundance, that means that abundance doesn't mean like, oh, I have, instead of $5, I have $100. So that's an abundant amount. Abundance means that it it abounds. It it keeps going. It's like you get this feeling of like there's there's just so much. There's more than enough. Like I don't even see the end of it. Like God blesses Abraham. He says, you're going to be like the sand of the of the ocean. So what does that even mean? Who, who would want to be likened to sand? I mean, sand is meaningless. It's like nothing, right? But when you look at sand, you see like there's, there's a limitless amount of sand, even though theoretically we know that there is a certain amount of sand, right? It's not <laughs> an endless amount of sand. There's not sand flying around the universe. But when you look at sand, you don't think about, oh, maybe there's not enough sand. There's just so much sand. It's just, it's a blessing. It's, it's, it's blessed, so to speak, for whatever function it serves. I guess, you know, the sand does a lot of things. You can, it's the stuff of, uh, of creating 
building and, and, and prosperity, whatever it is. But it's 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 one of the building blocks of of nature that you just see. It's like it's limitless. It's it's it's, it's blessed. So. So, but again, the point then of something that is limitless is then not to be the sole benefactor of something that is limitless, but to to spread that in a way that is beneficial for those around you. Yes. Meaning, well, yes. Ultimately, when, when we said, you know, there's a strong delineation between blessing and curse, ultimately, unfortunately, when we see this in a very unsophisticated way, we always seems it always seems that like God says, well, if you follow what I'm saying, you'll be blessed, and if you don't, you'll be cursed. Like, I like I'll smash you, <laughs> right? Which is not the way we understand what God does. God, God doesn't need to smash anybody. He's not. It's it's not about him smashing you because he he you know he he's getting really upset that you're not doing what he you know what what he asked you to do, which is a very human way of thinking. Very, very simplistic. It's that. It's that ultimately blessing uh, creates and breeds blessing, and and those ways of non-blessing, which means things that the acti- activities that we do that that get to dead ends, that uh, always run into a wall because they're not really um, transcendent activities. Those activities, in and of itself, are cursed. Mm-hmm. Curse means they're truncated. They're they're limited by definition. So if a person goes to an activity, a person says, "I want to make a million dollars so that I can get involved in in drugs and you know and self satisfaction and, and 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 living the life of uh, of of uh, a wild lifestyle, right? Which what's the purpose of that? Self gratification, only self gratification. It doesn't look to benefit anybody else except yourself. So that you're you're creating a dead end with the blessing. You're given a potential blessing and you and you're taking it's like it's like trying to take the the energy um uh, uh, that emanates from the, the the breaking of an atom and trying to shove it back into a box, right? You know, you're like you're taking this limitless amount of energy or this potential energy and you're trying to shove it into your pocket. Right? And God says it's like, so that's the way of things is, is that ultimately that will self-explode or self-implode. The person, the person themselves will, will, will just shrivel up, at least consciously, you know, on a, on a, they, they won't transcend, they won't connect. If they won't connect, so they'll just become a spiral into themselves, which is ultimately klala. That's what curse is. Curses that become people become more and more self-absorbed, right? And so everything they see has to do with their own prism. is is only seen through their own prism of like what's what's in it for me. If they only see the world that way, so you can you can feel the tsara, as they say in the, in the, in the pasuk. It's, you can feel the restriction, the constriction, and that's klala. That's what the word curse means. So God is saying, if you think. Like God, which means you understand that God's blessing is limitless, and you and you recognize that. That means you're emulating that. So then you create the potential that you have into blessing. And if not, then okay, then then you're taking a different path, which was the opposite of blessing. So if we get back to the original issue, 
So we're inspired to understand what blessings we can give and bestow on each other, even man to man, by looking at the example of how we bless God, so to speak. It's just like as when we bless God, we're not saying to God, God, here's a million dollars, like I'm giving you stuff. We're recognizing that the purpose of stuff is for blessing, just like God is the source of blessing. We look at him as the, as the source of all goodness that's just to give and to create, and to multiply, you know, to quote, you know, the, the original blessing of, multi, you know, fruitful, multiply. God wants us to be productive, to create, and, and to create for the purpose of extending ourselves out of ourselves towards others. That is a blessing. That is the source of blessing. But then blessing from from God to man and blessing man to man works differently. Meaning because when God blesses man, God opens the opportunity for possibility, for potential in you, right? God God says, I bless you with being multiple like the sand. God is is in essence making making this promise that there will be this potential here for you because as God, he can do that. But when it comes to us blessing God, really blessing God, being that God is doesn't need anything and we can't possibly give to God, blessing God is really just another way for us to understand that God is the source of all blessing. Right. But that's what I'm saying. Remember, blessing, just like the word itself, doesn't just mean the thing. It means the orientation of the thing. In other words, like you can have something which potentially is blessed, but then mess it up. So then it's not blessed anymore. Mm -hmm. Right? You can take a million dollars and use it to buy yourself a yacht, which doesn't help anybody, really. Certainly that's not your intention to help anybody. You just want a yacht because whatever, let's say you're a person who's incredibly uh, stuck up with yourself and you want to, I don't know, some kind of vain reason. So, so that, so... It doesn't really do anything for anybody, except maybe the person who sells you the yacht and some people that you hire on the yacht or whatever. But the point is, is that that's stuck in and of itself. So the orientation of the blessing has gotten not towards more blessing, right? It's gotten towards an inner, you know, self-absorbed purpose. So the blessing has been, like I said, truncated. Right, so so many things that we, we ultimately we believe that God has given things, created things in the world as a blessing. When when if you look back in the in the parshiot in the chapters of the beginning of the Bible of the Torah, you'll see that God blessed everything, you know, and He made this day and He blessed it. Well, the idea of giving blessing from God is that everything has that potential for it to be utilized for a blessing. So when we bless God. It's we're taking part of the process of blessing, applying it to our blessing of God, so that we can become inspired to actually use things for a blessing. Okay, so just simply put, it's recognizing that God is a source of all blessing, and without the direction of intentional blessing, then we're essentially not being blessed. Right. It's... Meaning, we sometimes bless, or we sometimes, hopefully, we always bless food. Or even new clothing. There's a whole bunch of stuff that we bless, and we and we. It always starts with Baruch Hashem, right? God, you know, be blessed. Blessed is God. Um, and all these then are instances then for us to recognize that a God is the provider of all goodness, and b I am now is 
um, putting myself in a direction of blessing. Right. So I want to apple. use this as a way to um, further the potential of blessing that this apple brings me, that these clothing bring me, that this festival brings. Right. It's it's a super important message. Um, we were, we mentioned it slightly related to it's slightly related to the message we were saying a couple of weeks ago about vision, but this it has to do with like not living just net for now. It's that even when you do something mundane, like eat something, the what we're being taught in our tradition is that you shouldn't just get you shouldn't get lost in the now, right? You should appreciate what you have now, but don't get lost in it. It's not for now, right? It's it's what you it's what you project with it. It's that you're you're eating it so that it should be a blessing. It's not just like eating it. Oh, this is good now, and then forgetting it. It's that. It should be for a blessing that that it should it should help me do more and more things that are that are uh, blessed or that are good that breed more possibility that breed more, more goodness right ultimately that's why we eat I mean do we eat to live or do we live to eat you know it's, it's that's just an example but all the other things that we have like you 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 were mentioning it's, it's good that you mentioned all these different types of blessings that we have in our tradition are there to tell us, like, don't forget that this is just a means to an end. This is not the end. You have nice clothes, you have a house, you get new things, food, other experiences, all types of blessings, blessings for our history, blessings for who we are, blessings for our identity, um, but blessings for being able to experience miracles, blessings for all, all these um, feelings that a person could have where you feel the raw potential in the experience, you want to maximize the experience so that it becomes a blessing. Mm -hmm. So then just leading that then into man to man, how do we understand that? Because on one hand we have God is infinite and good, so he can bestow goodness on us. When we bless God, we are recognizing and focusing, putting into direction, blessing and putting things into perspective also. Um, so what does it mean then to bless man to man? I've gotten myself into a habit of, you know, always ending conversations with like, okay, bye, be blessed. And in my mind, I really do hope that I have the ability to bring down goodness for that person and that they be blessed. But how do we understand that then from man to man? Cause I, I don't, I don't, I don't think at least I, <laughs> I live in a... Right, so that gets back to the original question of are we really bestowing goodness or are we just expressing niceties to each other? So what I'd like to say is that uh, there's definitely different levels to this and um, we're not going to be able to explore like some of the very deep levels, but uh, our tradition on, on one hand does believe that there are deep levels in being able to create change and difference in the lives of others um, through blessing. How does that work? Well, it has to start on on the human level, on the human connection level. So based on what we're saying, it's if I see in you that you have the potential to take the goodness that you have in your life and turn it into a blessing, then I am in a certain way creating that reality for you. If I can see it. Do you understand what I'm saying? So, because we believe, 
ultimately, I think I think we all believe in one way or another that our consciousness does create reality. Because if everybody in the world is conscious of a particular things, then it becomes real. If people aren't conscious of something, so then it disappears, so to speak. That's what we are aware of is what we can do, and what we're not aware of is what we can't do. Right. It's like the whole basis of coaching. Right. Exactly. <laughs> So, so that branches off into a lot more deep stuff, and uh, you know, I don't want to use fancy words like quantum mechanics, but but quantum mechanics plays a lot on that idea of like creating a reality through consciousness. But it's not it's it's um, it's it's a very fundamental area of the Torah that that we always that the, our tradition always assumed to be real. It's not just expressing nice stuff to each other. It, it's a, it's a challenge because it ends up just being niceties most of the time. We have to admit, you know, happy this, happy this, you da, 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 da. and it and it becomes just more like you know exchanging um, greetings. But if you really want to bless someone, like parents bless children, you have to know that person. You have to, you know, when we think of great people blessing people, what we have in those scenarios when it really is real. And deep is that those people are have a gift. The great, you know, great ones, so the, the, the enlightened ones, have a gift to look into a person, to see a person, to know people in general, to feel for people, to hear what a person's saying, and and to kind of feel their soul, and and um, and be able to say that I really believe that this person can do and can create and can make blessing for themselves and for others. And when that person or whether it's us or that, you know, especially enlightened person, but we try to emulate that enlightened person when we look at the other and we say, I'm blessing you like this and this. You're not just trying to be nice so that he'll think you're a nice guy and, and you'll create, which is also nice. Look, if you really, you know, to the extent that you want goodness for that person, that's nice and that creates good feelings. But in order to go that extra level that you really that we believe in our tradition might actually make a difference, is that you actually visualizing the goodness that that person can generate, because you're getting into you're empathetically getting into that person's world, and you're really feeling for that person as if it was you, and you're saying, um, I, "I I really b b want this for you. I I bless you." that you should have this. I believe this for you. Right, because that's right. That's synonymous with I believe that you can do that. That's so cool. That's like a really powerful idea. Right. So I guess if we had to wrap it up, we would say that it's a challenge. Man-to-man -man blessings are a challenge, but it's inspired by blessing God. When we bless God, we're saying that God gives and gives and gives us potential. And when we attribute it to God and we recognize that he is the source of it, it's not from us. In essence, that's a blessing because we're saying it's not just about the thing itself for me. It's about the goodness that I can generate from it by recognizing that it's not me. It's not me. It doesn't come from me. It comes from a higher source. I didn't do anything to create this apple. It, come from, it came from somewhere else. So the same thing when I have this apple, I want to generate more things that are good for me and for others. It's a non-ending cycle of goodness and potential that we have to, to maximize 
That's what blessing is. So if I want to use those ideas for somebody else, I'm looking at that other person. I'm not just thinking like it's here and now, like, am I okay with him? Is he okay with me? Okay, that's good. Now that's it. I want, I want this to go somewhere for him or for her. I see in this person a potential that they can really maximize on the blessings that they have to create more blessing for others. So even if I say something simple like good morning, it's a little bit far-fetched when you say good morning to somebody, but I guess if we wanted to be a stickler for it, we would say that you're seeing in the other person that they can maximize their time of the morning to, to, to be like, I'm looking at you and I'm looking at all the wonderful potential and goodness that you have and how much you can do. And I'm wishing that on you every time I say something like that. Of course, if you use more descriptive words, that's, you know, it brings it out much, it, it concretizes the idea much, much, you know, much clearer way. That's ultimately, you know, the blessing. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, this is the challenge that we have to be empathetic, first of all, and to understand that every time we want, we wish well for others, we're really trying to get into their world and to understand their world and to really see it, to, to visualize it for them. Like, it's as almost as if you're looking through their eyes, the same way we try to be positive about ourselves and what we can do in life. Um, you're giving the person the blessing like, okay, let's say a person is stuck, but you see, you see past that, you know, that obstacle that that person is being stuck with. You see that this person can really get around it. When you visualize that and you bless them, you are creating a certain um, energy. Especially if you can express it to them, but, but by you seeing it, you're like bringing it down into the world of reality. Mm-hmm. And therefore, there, there is a bestowing of goodness there that can create change. Right. I was like imagining that it's like when people ask me what coaching is, it's always like people are in this like mental bubble. Like if you have your head and then around your head, there's like this astronaut bubble glass. So people are all walking around with their little astronaut hats with like their little things and what exists in their world and what's possible. And seeing... In, like in this case, a coach, but even when anybody, when you when you experience other people and they, you allow them to open up that uh, space helmet for you a little bit wider, then there's just more in there and there's more possibility and there's more to do. And suddenly you find solutions and other questions and different things you can do. And, oh, how come I never thought about that? Like opening up your world is, is what you're saying is, is, is essentially blessing. Mm-hmm, exactly. And that answers the last question that we're going to use to um, to um, to to wrap up here, which is, you know, when God, when when Jacob gives his uh, children the blessing, it's not 100 percent sure. It's not 100 percent clear why this is a blessing. Why is it called a blessing? And if you especially read the particular blessings that he gives, some of them look like you know what we, you and I would call a blessing on the surface, but others are just like things that happen in the future, and you know. Naftali's like a this, and he's like a that, and you're not sure. It's like, and some of them, some of the things that that he's, you know, um, foretelling are, are don't don't seem so great. Not such great things that you know, God is this, and Shimshon, and then he dies, and then, but, um, 
without you know belaboring this point, all these things have to do with blessing because it has to do with what are the potential aspects to be developed in these children of mine. You know, my child Ruvain is like this. This is what he can develop. You know, this is what might end up happening because he's going to take a route like this. But if he sees it for what it is, he can change that course and go somewhere else with it. Right? In other words, the history will show that he took one route, but he could have taken a different route. Right? The, 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 it's all blessings in a sense because it's it's an empathetic way of a father looking at a child and saying, this is who you are. This is what I see in you. This is the blessing that I see in you because you can take this to wherever you want, but this is what I see. And uh, by creating that roadmap, you're creating a blessing. That's what we said before, like blessing is um, is a way, is a, like a guide and a motivation that helps us pursue a certain course in life. People follow the way of blessing. And in a way, if somebody would come over and tell you, you know, you are like, this is what you are. This is what you're made for. And it really stri- strikes home. It strikes a chord in you. And you say, yeah, you know, right. That's, that resonates in my entire self. Of course you're going to go that way because that's who you are. That's your blessing. Mm-hmm. It's such a wonderful idea. I'm all fuzzy inside. <laughs> like, that's really nice. Good. I hope everybody else is listening gets fuzzy. Yeah. So, so I think it's just only, it's appropriate then to end this podcast with a blessing to everybody else here. Well, anonymous. Listening. We don't know. <laughs> But I think I think I think as much as a blessing is probably more uh, bigger and more opening and better for people that you know. But I think it's also possible to bless people you don't know by just opening up, opening, yeah, opening up goodness. So feeling that uh, like unrestricted belief, wanting of goodness and happiness for others. Mm-hmm. I also think it's it's very possible to just believe that other people are are. Or vehicles for goodness. Even if you don't know someone, just being, if I, now, now I'm thinking like, you know, if I say be blessed to someone that I don't know, it's just, just really envisioning that this person can be a source of blessing. But you got to believe it. Yeah. So for everyone blessing everybody else, got to, got to really believe in the blessing, believe in each other, believe in yourself, which is It'll create a much nicer world for sure. Amen. So with that, everybody be blessed. I really, you know, here believing very much that everyone listening and everyone can can all have the potential and is all capable of doing things that are lasting and infinite and good for yourselves and others. And we should all be able to live in a better world that we can all start start living in one day at a time and doing one one good action at a time and just continue, continue spreading the blessing, everybody. So have a lovely week, and we will see you next week.